Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I hope this week between Christmas and New Year's finds you well. Thanks for joining us as we tackle your listener questions. Pam and Scott join me today, and we get some questions about the best counter service locations and snacks to make sure you don't miss out at Disneyland Resort. And we talk about why you cannot cancel a Blue Bayou reservation. Our guest was thinking about doing that. We give reasons why not to do that. We also talk about budget accommodations around the Disneyland Resort and ideally how long to stay for your first trip out to the Disneyland Resort. Memory maker questions when you have multiple APs in the family. Tips for celebrating the 4th of July at Walt Disney World if you're coming over from Scotland for a two-week trip. And also, the last piece of uh, information on today's show is some touching feedback from the mom of a teenager as to why it's really the reason we go to the Disney destinations. You're going to love this quick email because it really does kind of touch us because it's why we travel and uh, go to the Disney destinations. Don't forget today's show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at the magic for less.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online. The one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's be our slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest podcast. You make these shows possible, and our patrons get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2214 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman, from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you had a great Christmas and holiday season. It's still rolling on because, you know what, it's one of the greatest seasons of the world for me. It is still bowl season. Yes, right now as I'm recording here in the studios I have a bowl game on in the background. I'm not paying attention to it, but it's in Scotty G's backyard up at the, uh, it's the quick lube bowl. That's when you know it's a big high stakes bowl game when it is put on by an oil changing entire place. But uh, New Mexico is hanging in there with Bowling Green, which I always thought was in Kentucky. Apparently it's a school in Michigan, but you learn stuff, geography, college football is educational. Anyway, we're getting ready to wish you a very happy 2023 as we sneak up to another year of podcasting. Let's make the rest of this year awesome, and we're going to do that by answering some listener questions. So joining me today, speaking of Scotty G, he is here to answer those listener questions. So Scotty G, we're going to be together this time next week. Actually, about this day next week, I'm hoping you and I are together at a Publix eating a pub sub. What's up, brother? Happy New Year. Almost there. Happy almost New Year, Mike. Happy to be here. Yes, the um, that bowl game you refer to is always played at Ford Field the day after Christmas, and it used to be called the Little Caesars Bowl, if yeah, I remember. Well, hey, that's better than Quick Lube. I mean, I actually went to it a few times. I actually remember memories going to it at the Silver Dome. Um, never been to it at Ford Field that I recall. But uh, yeah, happy to be here. This is that weird week where I have no idea what day of the week it is. So I'm right. glad that you could inform everyone that it is actually Wednesday. So good to know. Yeah, I'm just saying that in the first half, man, both quarterbacks got almost killed in this game. So that's a, you know, it's a good, good, I mean, hard hitting out of the Mac, uh, at least one of the teams. So it's been uh, crazy. So, uh, yeah, nothing better than football on a Monday afternoon. God bless America. That's all I got to say. And three bowl games tomorrow. I just remember going to one of those games one year with my uncle. He's like, this is what I call the new coach bowl. You know, every it was just Christmas. Everyone's got on their new coats at yeah, the stadium. Like exactly. I don't know why, like that always triggers a memory to me. The new coat bowl is what it should be named. Yeah, so. this week everybody's you know wearing the new hoodie, the new shoes, the new boots, slippers, whatever you got. This is actually yeah, that's a, that's that's well said. Well said. Also joining us today, we're heading up Pittsburgh Way, where I think they got a lot of snow, and I know we all had a lot of cold weather, but we're bouncing out of it this week. I think a lot of us. Pam Forrester, Conor, the Magic for Less Travel. Have, uh, late Merry Christmas and ha- early Happy New Year. What's up, Pam? 
Happy New Year. Yes. Uh, negative 37 was oh, a dude. temperature that we hit with the windshield. So I guess it wasn't actually negative 37, but I will say so. <laughs> you find out things about your house, right? When it gets that cold, I will just say, and our wind was incredible. The snowman had to come in. Um, the snow, the new snowman decoration. Mm -hmm. Steve was afraid that it would be ripped apart and blown down the street. And it was a good move because our wind was horrible. So in our family room, it's pretty much a whole wall of walls. <laughs> Let's just say when it's negative 37, that room does not quite feel as toasty as you would hope it to feel. So, um, but yeah, we're back to normal now, back in our back with everything being warm. But yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy weather here. But a white Christmas, I will say, to oh, some yes. degree. And we don't always get that. And it does feel very Christmassy. Um, and you know, we had lots of celebrations with different family members and they all still went on. So it was all good. All it good. hasn't stopped snowing in Michigan since Friday. Like, no, it's, it's like blowing yeah. here right now. A little flurry. Yeah. So. It has been snowing for a, many days now, but I'm just thinking about the snowman though. Like it would have been a sight to see like a great <laughs> video of the snowman just, you know, blowing down the street would have been hilarious. Well, no, it, it, oh, you know, Steve yeah. wrestling the snowman is what I was expecting. Like, you know, the <laughs> yes. snowman and Steve, like, back and Steve forth. Steve trying to take it down. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, speaking of good videos, did you all catch our friend George Rossi's video yes. of Guava <laughs> Dog sliding? A hundred, I watched that thing a hundred times with my wife. I'm like, bam, bam. She's like, Mike, I'm trying to, she was trying to do something. I'm like, I don't care what you're doing unless this house is on fire. Get over here because George's dog. Now, as I like, remember, I gave her the context, right? I'm like, remember, George's daughter just saw snow for the first time like a couple of days ago. Right. Guava now dog has lived a plush life <laughs> up until this point. Yes. Well, that's the same, same thing uh, Elizabeth did for Emily to set it up. Like, this dog has lived in Hawaii its whole yes. life. Like, you got to see this, though. Yes. Yes. She was quite guava dog seemed like she was very surprised by everything about what was going on. Like poor little thing. She started trucking down the driveway and just ended up scooting down the road. Down the road. So, so I know. And then Mallory asked me like, Mike, what if that was Riley? I'm like, <laughs> Okay, I'd have freaked out because one, like, okay, the dog's like disappearing. Like that dog is gaining momentum, like is speeding up down the road. I, I was like, but I don't know. Like, cause you, the thing is you can't catch up because you can't run on ice. I said, I guess my move would have been to take a belly flop and like, just hope that I start, you know, catching momentum down the hill too. And eventually like we both end up in the ER together. I don't know. Like we need whew. a BOGP funniest videos. We just need to have people submit them. Like we need to do it once a year, but we can like run little clips maybe at different times. But I'm telling you, this is a winner of some sort. And then you uh, fly in the top three to the BOGP yes! studio for like the yes. called in live voting <laughs> dude that video though that that is the all time you can't beat that that because like yeah. i still thinking about it right now my heart's pounding but i'm cracking up like that <laughs> the so eyeballs funny. if you could have seen that dog's eyes which you can't because the dog's disappearing like a like a comet you know passing by earth but like the dog's yeah. eyes had to been the size of basketballs I mean, uh, I just got to sure. go back though. Pam's idea is brilliant though. I love the BOGP's funniest home videos. Funny videos. Like, yes. Got to make that happen. That's a classic. We've oh, got to yeah. do something. I don't know that we'll fly winners in, but maybe yeah. we could we'll do um, have them live from wherever they are to yeah. and show their we'll Just videos. do what we're doing right now. Yeah. And that would be funny. Yeah. It would yeah. be funny. And we do the the ability, Mike, to share a screen. Oh, we absolutely So you do. can share yeah. a screen of the video. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, and shout out to Cheryl, who's tuned in over in Switzerland. We'll see her at uh, Marathon Weekend, I'm sure, here in uh, this time next week. So uh, good to see you. All right, Amy has a uh, an email here for us. Just hey, BOGP crew from over at the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Happy holidays. We're listening to the episode right now where Mike and Scott are talking about where Mike should have his first old-fashioned. There's an excellent smoked old-fashioned at Shula's Steakhouse. The, the show is totally worth it. Uh, not too smoky and there is a touch of sweetness that might be good considering it's mike's first if you need something sweeter and a tad less boozy even though it's a non-traditional old-fashioned because of its ingredients 
the smoked turkey, which is available at multiple locations across the property, including the cruise cup lounge is something that Mike could try to ease into bourbon beverages. Let us Scotty, know. Can you even still yeah. drink the smoke? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> we've had some, we've had some fun nights with the smoke turkey. Let me just say that. Well, see, I'm okay. shoeless. It's a BOGP staple. Uh, the smoke, yeah. Is that the one Moose always gets? Yes. Okay, I was gonna say because I've heard of moose and smoked turkeys many times. Martha's Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. We have yes. pounded uh, quite a few of those smoked turkeys. That's why I thought like during marathon weekends we watch a national championship game, right? Or yep. stuff yeah, like we were that. Yeah, those then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was gonna say, was that the beverage that was consumed a lot that night? Yes. yes. I didn't have any. I but I knew he did, and you guys all did. So she says, uh, "Let me know which one you choose." Amy and Dana over at the Run Eat Drink podcast. Yes, I'm actually excited about this. I'm excited about many things. I mean, this is that time where I'm nervous about the weather because, you know, like we've had a good scare with many flights being canceled over the past week. I had a couple of guests uh, traveling from Portland trying to get to Walt Disney World many, many times. You know, Christmas Eve, I was, you know, at Disney, like we're going to be there. on the, They're going to be there on the 24th. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. They're going on a different flight. Nope, that got canceled too. So, you know, I'm getting nervous. But the thing is, like right now as we're recording, we're a week out, right? So I, I hear a lot of folks already on, on social media, like runners worried about the weather already. What can you do about it? Like if it's going to be 80 or if it's going to be zero, it's going to be what it's going to be. We're going to have to deal with it. You can't change the weather. Don't sweat it. I'm not going to worry about my flights. I can't change that. You know, the weather's going to be what it is, but I can get excited, right? And I am starting to get super excited to see you, Scott, to see all the lizards and to have these fun experiences. So... What are you thinking for a good old-fashioned? Amy suggests a Shula's and maybe Cruise Cup. Where, where do you think's a good one, though, for so folks? I like, so I just found, I just discovered a new old-fashioned. So Cheryl's saying Topolino's has a great old-fashioned, which they absolutely do. That's one of my top three. I have a top three list. But I just recently had their breakfast one, which is a little bit different than their dinner. And because they put this, like, orange maple syrup in there, it's very sweet. It is very tasty. So that's one that's on my radar, Mike. The other one is because we're going to go to dinner at Citrico's. They have a great old fashioned on the menu there. I think that's a nice little, we just finished the, the race weekend. We're going to have a nice dinner at Citrico's. Let's top it off with their old fashioned. It's called like the 1822. I can't remember the exact name of it. Some, some kind of number combination. And that's really good too. But I know Pam might have some opinions too. I know like Steve likes old fashions too. Like, do you have any suggestions too, Pam? He does. Um, so the Enchanted Rose over at the Grand Floridian usually has a standard old fashioned and then a seasonal old fashioned. Um, and some of those are really good depending on um, what their take on the seasonal mm -hmm. old fashioned is. I know there's been some cranberry ones and, and other stuff like that. So I think for some reason, when I think of an old fashioned, I think those flavors pair well with sort of fall you know right. you sort of think of like fall um and wine bar george actually has a great old-fashioned as well so there's some there's some yeah. things to do we've become the recommend yes. places to eat and drink yeah. podcast yeah. wine bar george has that bacon one too where that oh like a, yeah oh man but like <laughs> close by though the edison actually surprisingly has one of my favorite old-fashions and I mentioned Citrico's and then Topolino's. Those are my top three. So we're going to get you a good one, Mike. We're not going to go like, like yeah. we're not going to go to like Olivia's or the Gurgling Suitcase, which I'm sure has a oh, mighty oh, fine oh, old easy. Like, Don't speak bad of, of I'm anything not, at okay. Mike, I, okay. I have a reserved seat at the Gurgling okay, Suitcase. Good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> yeah, the drink there to get those, the conch. Um, Cooler? No, no, that's on that's Cruise on, Line. That's on Castaway yeah. Key. It's like some kind of conk something um, it will come to me um as i'm thinking about it but yeah for sure apparently our yeah, uh, no. our, our podcast family really likes to drink because cheryl says uh we got a good buddy tovalinos called the modern fashioned and she likes the old-fashioned uh, there's a tasting on the wish she said it was amazing at the hooks barbary that is the secret bar that is in the wish, which is the, you know, the man's Barbary. So, um, yes. I didn't even yes, know what yes, that yes. is, but sign me up. I'm ready. Yes. For sure. And we're going to miss Cheryl at the, uh, the marathon weekend. She's not going to be there. She'll be watching virtually from over in Switzerland, but we'll see her spring surprise. So that'll be good. She also says Enzo's Hideaway. So they're apparently everywhere. You can't miss them. They are. I yeah, mean, it's going to be at every bar. And then like the smoked turkey you talked about is like on the generic Disney drink menu. So you can find that at almost any bar at Walt Disney World. So we're, 
You'll be all set, Mike. We're gonna we're gonna get you a oh, really you. good one. I trust. Depends you. on when in the week you want it. So like, you tell me when you want it. Like if it's gonna be Wednesday. If it's the the turtle Saturday. crawl. The turtle crawl is the drink to get oh, in yes. the gurgling yeah. suitcase. Yeah, yes. it's always really good. I mean, it's very tropical. It makes you feel like you're on a beach. So. All right. Next uh, emails from Matt. He says, "Hey, Mike. Hope you and the family are doing well. My wife and I were talking the other day." And weren't sure on something related to PhotoPass and thought you may have the answer to this. Uh, we both have an annual pass, but only she bought the PhotoPass for our family. So I guess it's technically registered to her. I'm running Dopey. This is Matt. Uh, she's doing the 10K and our friend is doing the half. Actually, Kim Taylor's in the live chat right now. So Kim, pay attention. She's a PhotoPass photographer. <laughs> Since we are all connected via My Disney Experience, when I put in the bib numbers for the race photos, will they have the watermark under her My Disney Experience or would I also need PhotoPass for this scenario? Can't wait to see the BOGP crew and fellow lizards in a couple of weeks. Let the taper begin and hope your knee holds up. I know the energy and adrenaline will carry you through most of it. <laughs> I like most of it. Where does most of it end in, uh, you know, the pain, uh, you know, just, well, that was most of it. And, uh, we'll finish. Um, he says, thanks, Matt. So I believe as long as you're connected via friends and family, you shouldn't have watermark period. Right, Scott. I mean, I think we're good there and maybe Kim can back us up. Yeah. I mean, that's how we do it in my family too. We have three annual passes. We only pay for one. Like I have the, the photos on mine, but yeah. So as long as his, I think he said it was his wife, like logs into my Disney experience, she would have the photos without the watermark. Yeah, I think you're good there. And Kim maybe can give us a thumbs up. And uh, if she she says, Kim says, if she is linked as family and friends, she'll be able to enter your bib number and can download the photos for you. But we'll all be able to, you know, as long as you're connected, you'll see them without the watermarks. That's what we all do. So we're good. Awesome. See you soon. And yes, let the taper begin. Scott, you tapering? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been tapering for about <laughs> nine months. <laughs> the Kika taper. All right. It's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> you crack me up. All right. Next question is from Julie. Hey, Mike, hope you and the team are doing well and feeling festive. Back in touch with a question. I'm hoping you can answer. We're beginning to plan a two-week summer 2023 Walt Disney World trip. We're traveling from Scotland. We're considering June 30th to July 14th. But are we nuts to have the 4th of July bang in the middle of our vacation? I like the way they put that. It's going to bang in the middle of their vacation. They're from Scotland. We think it would be cool to celebrate the holiday in the USA, and we could potentially plan around the busiest days. Which days around the holiday are likely to be super busy? Just the 4th or a couple of days before and after too. Any 4th of July tips would be much appreciated. You never know. We might even spot some BOGP crew in the parks before or after your cruise. Thanks so much, Julie in Scotland. You know what? Actually, we had one of the greatest, seriously, one of my highlight days from the podcast, and we've had a bunch of them over the past almost 15 years, but we, we had a meetup in Epcot one year. I think it was actually on the 4th of July. And I mean, we had listeners coming like, it was amazing. It was like, I felt like we were being punked. Like it just, listeners just kept coming and coming and meeting and we were doing, I mean, it was like, we were like Tigger and Pooh and, you know, Piglet and everybody. Like we were doing a meet and greet, like right there in Japan. It was amazing. Like I almost cried. It was so cool. I would love to do that again, either before or after the cruise, just to meet some listeners. And I would love to meet you, Julie, but Pam, give her some advice. So they're going to do a fortnight because they're, they're, they're coming from Europe. So I just like to sound fancy, but they're going to be there for two weeks. Do definitely come and be a part of uh, the 4th of July, man. Be Wear your red, white, and blue. Be a part of the madness. It it's not that bad. It's awesome. So Pam, give them some advice. It is. There's so much to love about the 4th of July. Um, it here, like, I think that th as the, um, the joke goes, right, it's the one night of the year when everybody else looks at the 4th of July, all the Disney fans look at the 4th of July fireworks in their hometown and go, eh, yeah, they were okay. Long. Because it's like literally when you're at Walt Disney World toward the end of the finale, it's like someone blew up whatever park you're at, right? And I'll be interested to see 
what they do, like if they'll do a, something special at Fantasmic this year, since we have that open. Of course, we have the fireworks that are happening at Epcot and will also happen at the Magic Kingdom. So the only park that they typically don't really celebrate big at is Animal Kingdom because that would freak out the animals, which makes sense. So yeah, there's so much to see and do. And we've always done like, um, you know, oftentimes we do the ones at Epcot just because uh, when things are really busy at Walt Disney World, Epcot feels the least busy, sort of, I guess, because it's so much bigger. I don't know. It's all busy, but it's all really fun. If you go into it with the right attitude, I have had, and I know you guys have too, because we've all been together, the best times at some of the busiest times of the year. I just am like, don't go there thinking like, Here's our day at whatever. We're going to do this, 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 and this today. We're going to nail a bunch of this stuff, get all this stuff done. No, you're there to just be in the festivities. So that's my advice. Here's what I would say. This is a day I would not buy Genie Plus. You might say, oh, this is a day you really want to have Genie Plus because it's going to be super busy and you can kind of up the crowds. One, it's going to be probably at its maximum price of the year. It's going to be like Christmas, Thanksgiving. You know, kind of that situation. What I would do, since you're going to be there so long, this is a great day. Sleep in, character breakfast for, you know, like 10 o'clock in the morning, pool day. You know, chill out at the pool and then go to the parks just for the reason to have a dinner and fireworks on the 4th. I would say the third. Now, is, am I, see, I'm guess I'm second guessing myself here because, you know, I'm still, I still have frostbite, I think, on three of my toes at this point. So 4th of July is hard to consider at this point, but do they do the fireworks on the third at the magic kingdom and the fourth? Because usually, yeah, I'm thinking of New Year's Eve. I, 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 that's what I thought, but I'm like, no, that's New Year's Eve. But is that the case usually? So usually maybe, they okay. do. Okay. So maybe do, you know, go to the magic kingdom on the third Epcot on the fourth, but I definitely say on the fourth, make it a pool day, make it a sleep in day, a kind of a catch up on your energy day. Maybe go to Winter Summerland if it's back open or Fantasia Gardens, do some putt-putt, you know, a brunch somewhere at a resort. We've done that, and that has worked out A-okay for us, right, Scott? I mean, is that, is that a good plan for the 4th? One of my favorite 4th of Julys was, I think, me and Steve went to Target, went on a uh, a beer run, would you say? We found those great cut water supply. We called it a supply cans. run, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then we just hung out at the supply <laughs> Supply run, excuse me. <laughs> there was one major supply. Yes. Yeah. They were just excited just, because he didn't have to go like to the company yeah, store we, or whatever. We got like meat and cheese and too, and so that we could have like charcuterie out by the pool. Because yes. we, yes, it was very fancy. Yeah. Mike is just telling our whole secret, but yeah, we hung out at the Boardwalk Quiet Pool all day, yes. all day. Yes. It was so much fun, and then yeah, then we just strolled in the Epcot late. But one thing too, I will say too, she was kind of Julie was kind of asking about like crowds in that week, like. I think I think that's actually a great time to go, especially for two weeks, because like after the Fourth of July weekend, I think it tapers down quite a bit, and so. so you'll see like that maybe during that second week you're down there, like after like the seventh or so, that the crowds will be a little bit you know lower. But um, to Pam's point, like I love the chaos of Epcot. Like some some of those yeah. are my favorite memories when there's just <laughs> thousands and thousands of people around you. It's just it's fun to people watch, interact, and just I don't know like. There's something magical about being in Epcot on 4th of July. If you don't stop and think to yourself, what the heck am I doing here? You're doing it wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, there's something to be said for like the energy, but I mean, you, you do got to question yourself a couple of times. Be like, man, oh, 100%, what, yes. what is going on? But you know, like that's like New Year's Eve at Epcot. Like we're coming up on that, right? This, this, this weekend. And I mean, I still say it to this day. Epcot is the greatest place to be on a New Year's Eve. But you question yourself 17 times that night. Like, what am I doing? Oh, my God, the dragon's breathing fire. Let's go. You know, and it's like it's it's awesome. But it is just madness. Those are those have been my favorite days at Epcot with our big group just hanging out on New Year's Eve. There's It doesn't get any better than that for me. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's the yin and the yang of it, man. It's the, it's, it's living life. I mean, yeah. cause it's like taking it to the edge. It's a little dangerous. It's a little crazy. Yeah. It's a little, you should I mean, I remember here. waiting it's 45 awesome. minutes for like <laughs> some champagne once with Steve, like at a food booth, <laughs> but still totally worth it. Dude, I, wait, yes, I remember waiting. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Pam. 
the big tip is to make a dining reservation yes. in whatever okay. park you're in. Otherwise, you'll be waiting 45 minutes to an hour and a half for champagne. Egg rolls. <laughs> yeah, I'm Egg saying rolls, that's, why, yes. that's why I was just going to say you said you waited 45 minutes for champagne. I waited 90, 90 minutes for steamed rice in China <laughs> just to have something to eat. I didn't care. I was like, I'll, I'll take, uh, you know, I can go to Japan and to Matsuyoka or whatever that store is. And just give me something in a bag. I don't care. Does I need food? It was crazy. And the, and the, and the same goes, yeah, absolutely, with uh, Fourth of July. I know our families have done chef, Chefs de France like a yes. few years so now. That's a standard. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's fun, though, because you lock in that ADR. You know you're going to be sitting down for a while. You know you're going to get fed a nice meal. Use the bathroom at whatever <laughs> restaurant you go to because that's important yes. as well. But, um, yeah, you're going to have an awesome time, Julie. Go to Epcot for 4th of July. Yeah, totally sure. do it. All right, so uh, Hartford has some feedback from – we had a question about veg- <clears throat> vegetarian options last week, and I think it was just Scott and I, and we're like, um, we don't know because we, we don't eat vegetarian. But he came in, he said, uh, listen, listener questions. They have a vegetarian Ronto wrap that his wife loves. He says the quick service by the old trails of the Jedi location – has a hummus and veggies item that his wife was crazy about. And I think Brown Derby modified the Cobb salad for my wife and it had a vegetarian version, but he says he's not sure about that one. And I think it's Ale and Compass that has a buffalo cauliflower everyone raves about. He says he also believes Columbia Harbor House has options. Uh, Jico has the best vegetarian dish my wife said she has ever had. So there you go. Hartford yeah, and that's what I was trying to say on the show. Like, yeah. I don't know all the options, but if you go to a signature restaurant, they're going to make you an out of this world vegetarian meal. You know, you just. 100%. Yeah. Just talk to the server. They'll have some great options for you. All right. How about some Disney? And the life? buffalo okay. cauliflower is <laughs> yeah. so good. So, yeah, it's really good. That's wow. really good at. That's the actually the one item I liked at Space 220 was that, like that buffalo the, cauliflower. The buff- yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to this one. It's about Disneyland. It's from Lydia. Hello, BOGP crew. My husband and I are taking our first trip to Disneyland in early January. Even though many people say it's more chill and less planning out there, I'm still pretty overwhelmed and would love your advice on a few things. Let me just tell you, Lydia, because it kind of seems that way on the front end. Once you get to those gates, though, it is so chill. It is. I don't know what it was. I was like, it was it was wild. Like, I don't even know what it was. It was just like. I felt like I'm home and I'd never been there. It was, it, it's hard to put a, put your, we're going to talk a little bit about this on Friday. Cause Pam's going to talk about some cool stuff at Disneyland. She got to do, but man, I am just missing Disneyland. And I, I just fell in love with it. Even before I didn't even have tickets. The first day we were there, we just walked through downtown Disney. Cause we're staying at the Disneyland hotel. I stood at the gate and I was just like, Oh man, that train station. Like I, I just, I was, I just, I, I, I can't, I could just talk about it all night. I loved it. Anyway, she has three questions. Number one, I hear the food and snacks are so much better in Disneyland, but I can't find any good starting points for must eats. We're only there for three days, so time is short. Also on our first day, there they will be starting the, uh, will there still be holiday offerings? What snacks and our quick service meals are non-negotiable? Let me hit all three so we have the context. Number two, January 8th is our first day in the parks. It's also our last. It's also the last day of the holiday offerings, and it's her birthday. We, uh, what do we have to do to celebrate everything? And number three, I was able to get a Blue Bayou reservation for our third slash final day. However, I'm considering canceling. Do you think Blue Bayou is worth it? I've heard it's a bit expensive, and I don't know if our limited time is better spent doing or eating something else. Thank you for everything you do for us listeners. And thanks, Mike, for helping me book our first Disneyland trip. Lydia's out in New Jersey. So first of all, Lydia, Happy New Year. And you are going to have so much fun. I'm just telling you, you're going to, the smile on your face, you're going to have to have plastic surgery to get it wiped off your face for a month. It's crazy. It's awesome. Number three, I'm just going to tell you. The question about Blue Bayou, non-negotiable. If you cancel that reservation, I'm jumping on a plane and coming to New Jersey because I'm telling you what, you're a Disney fan. And I got to do this meal because of my boy, Scotty G. He booked this reservation for us in the fact that I was sitting inside Pirates of the Caribbean. And that ride is superior at Disneyland. People are right. It's awesome. The fact that I was sitting inside Disneyland, 
I was having a Monte Cristo, which is whoever invented a Monte Cristo sandwich was insane, but in the best way ever, because it's like a donut sandwich. And I was having a hurricane. I mean, I was having the hurricane drink you would get like in New Orleans with my boy sitting across from me in a in New Orleans Square in Disneyland Park. I was like, I had died. It was our last day. I was like, this, you look up perfect in the dictionary. This was it. It was the perfect meal. I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how much time it took. Period. It was awesome. Do not cancel. It was amazing. So that's what I'm going to say to that one. You guys can talk about it. Maybe you can, if, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But this is my opinion. But what about the non-negotiables? Where does she start on snacks and counter service? And what does she do for her birthday? I mean, Blue Bayou's it to me, but Scott, I'll let you go. Then Pam, you can take the floor. But Scott, give her some thoughts. I mean, just staying in that general area, that is like my favorite part of Disneyland Park is like the New Orleans Square. So that's why I think Blue Bayou is a great spot to be. Um, I think there's some better like food offerings potentially for table service meals and at the Disneyland Resort, but there's something historical about being in Blue Bayou. So I think, I think that's a good one to keep for sure. Um, but for my favorite snack, it's like right there. Like you have to have the Mickey beignets. I mean, that mm -hmm. is just a classic yes. Disneyland snack. I don't know if you would like a mint julep. They're not an alcoholic, but have yourself like a little mint julep with it too. But um, the Mickey beignets are so great. They have seasonal flavors too. Um, and I've had some hit or miss <laughs> seasonal flavors. I don't know about you, fam, but I've had some, some misses on those. So just stick with the classic, I would say for sure. But you can try the the special ones too, but that is my, my quintessential snack. You got to have the Mickey beignets. I also like the, um, the, what, what did you get off that cart on main street? Was it the, um, I mean, it was the like corn a dog. corn dog. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The thing was so good. Why did yeah. I forget what it was? Like a, that, yeah, that was super good. So don't miss that. Pam, what about, what other things do you not miss? Okay. So there's a few things here. Um, something from the Jolly Holiday Bakery. Yeah. Everything that I've ever had there is fantastic, but they're of course very famous for the Matterhorn macaroons, which are so good, but really everything there is really good. The grilled cheese is good. We had a Thanksgiving sandwich out there recently that was really good. So just make sure you try, um, something you can do they're open for breakfast and lunch and dinner and snacks and all of that and it's uh counter service you can usually and get the grilled cheese for breakfast which is what I yes do. i know you can you can so it's good um you're also i'm um, gonna want to maybe go to the lamplight lounge um in california adventure i think it's just a really unique spot if you can't get in the restaurant they have an outdoor lounge location which is um up a little bit there you sort of look down over the water, which is beautiful, but I really like that location. It is sit down or uh, the lounge, which also has drinks and um, appetizers and some entrees as well. I would try to get one of the um, fireworks or evening show packages, whether it's Fantasmic or World of Color or something like that. You, What you have to understand about Disneyland that is different from Disney World is that uh, so many locals come in for the evening to see those shows that it's really busy all the time. So if you have a location um, locked in for one of those, you'll be the head of the curve there a little bit. Um, the PIM test kitchen yeah. in California in Adventures Campus is really a cool location too. So I would try that one out and just so unique to Disneyland um, and then Trader Sam's over at the Poly or mm -hmm. I'm going to say at the Polynesian <laughs> Nope. Yep. At the Disneyland Hotel um, is another place that you want to check out. But the good thing to know about Disneyland is first of all, there's not nearly as many sit down locations. I would say they could probably use another few there, but their counter service location food is um, I think better than so, yes. at Walt Disney World and at least more variety. So um, you'll be able to find something to eat there. Real one, quick, one too. Thing I was gonna, go, go, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, we'll just really throw them in real quick. The, the Hungry Bear was, I mean, it's just basic counter service food like chicken sandwiches and stuff, but the atmosphere is super cool because you're kind of back there eating in the woods by Splash Mountain. That was very cool. And also, um, what was the other thing? Uh, I was just thinking about it. 
that I love. Well, go ahead, Scott. I'll, I'll remember it because it was my favorite. Oh, no, it was those, it was those um, cinnamon um, chips from Rancho del Zocalo. I'm telling you what, man, they come in just like a brown bag. I mean, it looks like the, like a brown bag you would take to school, right? Like your, your brown bag in your lunch. But they were just like, they were just basically tortilla chips drowned in cinnamon. They were so good. They were kind of like what Taco Bell serves, but they were 10 times better. And you got a ton of them. We just kept eating them back in the hotel the whole time. And they're the best things ever. Yes, the Rancho de Zocalo, the tortilla chips covered in cinnamon. So good. Okay, Scott Rapp, go ahead. Mike, I thought for sure you're going to say the the free bread at the bread tour because that, that was is good one too. Of my yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, one of my yeah, 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 yeah. Got to get your sourdough, you know. But um, but she was talking about the holidays too because she said that she gets there January eighth. I believe that might have been her birthday too, and that's kind of like when the holidays are wrapping up. I I've only done this a couple times, but I really love their holiday festival at California Adventure. Very similar to what they do at Epcot, where they have mm-hmm. food booths that you can walk up and go to. So I don't have the exact dates, but based on what your email said that that ends on the eighth. So I don't know if your plans are to just go to Disneyland or if you have a park hopper, I highly recommend the park hopper because it's so great to hop between those two parks. It's very easy. So I would say like, try to make sure you go to DCA on whatever that last day is of the festival. Um, Cause you'll find some great offerings there in California mm-hmm. adventure for the holidays. Yep. And Tim here, he's tuned in with us as we record live on YouTube. So it's got dining packages for Fantasmic, the Christmas parade and world of color on my trip. Definitely worth it. I mean, we did because we did the summer uh, Main Street Electrical Parade dining package and we got a prime spot for World of Color as well. And I mean, you just it, it made it so much nicer, right? I mean, it was just amazing to yeah. see those shows up close in those locations. Yeah. So it's interesting is World of Color was offering like a kind of like a virtual queue is what we ended up doing. We were going to do a dining package and Pam might know better than I do right now because I haven't she was there recently i don't know if they still offer that virtual queue for world of color but that is a nice alternative if you can't get the dining package because they could sell out pretty quick um but sometimes too if you go to a restaurant at california adventure even if you didn't book a dining package ask if they have any extras because sometimes they might just be like oh yeah we're we're part of that too and then they might give you like a different like prefix menu for you to try but that's another another option too is the virtual queue yeah, they were. They were doing it and it opened every day at noon when we were there. But you'll be able to look on the app if you um, download the app and make sure you check that. You'll be able to see the virtual queue and they say right on there what time it opens up each day. Did you guys notice on the Christmas uh, morning special that they're really pushing Disneyland packages this year? It is like in the past, I've always noticed it's Walt Disney World and Cruise Line mostly. But this year I saw that they were you know, really selling Disneyland, which I thought was you know, as a resort destination, which I think is very cool. I think that's kind of changed in uh, marketing over the past year or so. I mean, I think that everyone knows, I think even like I've been there many times and each time I go, it is not a couple day destination for me because I want the time to be able to really immerse myself in that. And it, although um, Disneyland is smaller than the Magic Kingdom, it has way more attractions than the Magic Kingdom, so. And don't underestimate the value of um, that those extra hours in the morning. You get right. so much done. They, even there more than you do at Walt Disney World. Like you can bang out Fantasyland in um, the Disneyland Park during that time and just hit yep. all of those things. And it's fantastic. So. Yeah. The, I think the secret's getting out finally to, 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 you know, the hardcore Walt Disney World fan, like me, right? It it's you, me, Mike, 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 you're the one. Who I'm exactly it. <laughs> it, right? I mean, I'm exactly the poster child for that. Like I was, I'm, I'm a Disney Parks fan, but I'm Walt Disney World. Like give me Cruise Line, give me Walt Disney World. I'm good. But then I went to Disneyland. I'm like, oh, what was I missing for 15 years? Like this place is, <laughs> it is. I mean, everybody kept saying, you got to go to Disneyland, man. It's awesome. I'm like, whatever. Oh, man. Okay, speaking of, we got one question, one more question about Disneyland. Kim's in the live chat. Uh, She says, I don't have a lot of friends. Her family's a thousand miles away. She's never been to Disneyland, but would love to make a trip next year. Being alone sounds amazing, so I can do whatever I want when I want, but I know it would save money to split a hotel. Uh, Let's see here. Um, What do you suggest for a new visitor? I feel like I should have at least two days in each of the parks. I've also never been to California in general. How many days should I book as a first time? So again, we went for a week because that's kind of how we do vacations. We spent one day doing other stuff. Like we went to a Dodgers game 
And we did Mallory one to see Rodeo Drive. I hated that. Like, I'm not a shopper. I'm not fancy. Um, I felt like a fish out of water down there. But that, you know, we went to Santa Monica Pier and looked at that. That was okay. I'd rather be at Disneyland. That was just me. But, you know, you got to make sacrifices. The family went to Disneyland for a week for me, which, I mean, that's not a big sacrifice, but they were doing my thing. So I had to do some of the other stuff while we were in the neighborhood. But um, I don't know, Pam, what would you suggest for Kim? First timer going out there. I mean, I would say at least two days in the parks, maybe five, four days, four-ish. Yeah, I almost think, and here's what goes into my reasoning. First of all, I almost think four days at minimum, especially for your first time. And the reason why is there are so many nighttime shows and parades that you want to watch them all. Like at Disneyland Park, you have both, um, phantasmic and you have the fireworks and remember the fireworks are not always every night and you really won't get that schedule until um you know a few months before so make sure you're going to be there over the weekend because you'll be sure to catch them then but um it just it's not usually easy to have a great location to see phantasmic and then also to have a great location to see um the fireworks at disneyland it just really isn't um so keep that in mind you're also going to want to see um world of color too so right there that's three nights that you're going to be you know sort of occupied with that think about that and i think too especially if you, if it's not your home park right that you just that you want to repeat things a few yeah, times that you was want me. to that was me. They're just so cool yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I did alice in wonderland i'm like oh dude gotta do that again and like the storybook <laughs> canal boats they're so slow right? but I was like, those are awesome gotta do it again yeah. so that's that's what happens that what that's what comes up for those attractions that don't happen um, that aren't at Walt Disney World, you're going to want to do those a few times. So that's why I say four days. I know that some people are like, well, that's too many days. And I don't know that that's possible. It really, truly, truly is not. So Tim says, uh, spent three days at Disneyland and two days at California Adventure. He said, need more than two days. So that's kind of a good balance there. Scott, what'd you say for a hotel though? I mean, because ideally we all want to stay like at the Disneyland hotel. I mean, Come on, we all want to say the Grand California, but that's not going to be in the budget for everybody. Even, right. you know, Pixar Pier or, you know, Paradise Pier at this point, Pixar Pier soon. You know, that that might not even be in the budget for folks. You do have, you know, um, the good neighbor hotels that are very nearby. So would you suggest those for a first time? Or what are your thoughts? Because you've done both. It's tough. So like a first time, we're like, I just remember our first trip, like it was Disneyland Hotel. Like we just like we love staying on site, but like it is expensive. Like we've done the Grand California before, too. That's really expensive, but my goodness, that's like the best. That's my favorite Disney experience is going out to Anaheim and staying at the Grand Californian for like six nights. Well, like, hey, that it, is the, it, that's it, the best trip. For when me. when yeah. we had breakfast over at the Grand Californian, when I saw people doing yoga on boogie boards <laughs> in the pool, I was like, oh, this place is so fancy. They're just so fancy. They don't even do yoga on land. They do yoga yeah. in the pool. Like that was the craziest thing I ever saw in my life. Go ahead, yeah. though. But I love <laughs> I but. I've stayed at the Fairfield um, on Ocean, what is it, Harbor Boulevard, on Harbor Boulevard, I've stayed at the Fairfield there, and it's very nice, so like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a good neighbor hotel, it's not, it's, what is it, like a Marriott or a Hilton, I can't remember exactly. It's a Marriott, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, it's a Marriott, yep, but it's nice, and then you got like Disney artwork in there, and I've actually even seen like fireworks from that resort before, like I've had a room where like you walked out. And boom, like Space Mountain is like directly in sight of, of me. It's so awesome. And honestly, like those walks to the resort are not that bad. Like I think about where you stayed at the Disneyland Hotel, like you're basically taking the same amount of steps from some of those good neighbor hotels there on Harbor. You got a Panera that's right by. So what we would always do is we would mobile order like a Panera breakfast, grab it on our way to the park. We'd walk over, we'd eat it in line while we're waiting into the park. And that saves you a lot of money based on food cost right there alone and then just the generally saving for your hotel room it is a really good value i can't say much about the other good neighbors pam might be able to a little bit more but i've because i've only stayed at the fairfield but i give it two thumbs up it's it really gets the job done mm-hmm. all right well hey kim hopefully you got to get out there kim because you're a huge disney fan i mean you make the magic for everybody and have been doing that for such a long time at world i mean you'll just be jaw drop like me it, when you walk into fantasy land at disneyland it's 
I mean, it's, it's unreal. Like it's hard to put into words. Like I just could not believe it. It was unreal. Okay. Last, this is not a question, but I just want to close the show with this email because this is kind of why we do what we do and why we go to these places. And it's from Amy. She says, Mike, I don't have a question uh, today. I submitted one a few months ago and you answered on your podcast. I told everybody to listen. I told somebody that it was my 15 minutes of fame. She says, we just finished up a trip to Disney World and my family went to the Christmas party on Friday. I was traveling with my husband, son who is 15, and our foreign exchange student, a boy who was also 15. We went to the Tomorrowland dessert party, so we had VIP fireworks seating. During the fireworks, my 15-year-old son hugged me about halfway through the show. I wanted to cry, but of course played it cool, so the hug would last as long as he was willing to give it. This is why I love Disney and this is what part of the magic, this is part of the magic that they create. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family and all of your listeners, Amy. Pam, we get emails like this, you know, pretty often because after guests get back at the magic for less, we send a kind of a post trip survey to see like what went well, you know, how can we help you in the future? You know, what did we, what are we doing well? What could we improve upon? Just, you know, we want to be the best we can be with every guest that we have. And we get stories like this quite often. And doesn't it, I mean, it warms your heart, right? A 15-year-old, like I have a, I'll have a 15-year-old next week. Scott, you have a 15, you know, we have kids this age. And I mean, just, you know, getting an acknowledgement that you're alive some days is a win. But I mean, to get a hug from your kid, especially a boy to a mom at that age, I mean, God, that, that's like winning the lottery. And then that's, it when is. You hear that, that makes you so happy. <laughs> It is true. Like there are some days where you're like, just like, it's a win that they're not annoyed that you're breathing and exactly. like walking yeah. around. Yeah. Like truly it's like, Oh, my kid doesn't seem annoyed that I exist. That's a big win. So yeah, no, I was actually thinking about this, you know, Christmas, I think this time of year, the holidays is always this time of natural reflection, right? Because you're in like a, a really, you're grateful and there's so much going on that, you know, is right there in front of you that you want to make sure you're embracing and taking all that in. And I was so, it's just so cool to be, first of all, a part of the agency where we get to be a part of people's vacation planning experiences. There are so many memories that you have throughout your life, but I bet some of your memories, even from the time that you were a kid, are vacation related, right? Where those are the kind of core memories that really stick with you of the planning, the doing, the having that time together. I mean, that that's really important. And I also love being part of the podcast because we get to put some joy out into the world. And that's a real privilege in a time where it seems as if other kinds of media are really dedicated to sort of being divisive mm -hmm. and um, being sensational. The fact that we just get to get on here and talk about something that we all love with people who want to hear it and also love it. I mean, that's just a really cool thing. So um, I love that that's what people are getting from this. It is. And Scott, I mean, you, you, we, we are lucky that our kids, all three of us have kids that will occasionally throw a hug our way, you know, especially, but I mean, there, there is something to be said about a Disney destination kind of amping up the opportunity for that to happen. Right. Like tonight when I go upstairs after recording the shows, editing and having my Taco Bell chances of getting a hug tonight, probably pretty low on the scale, but I'm saying on the <laughs> Disney wish, maybe this summer after a show, the, the, the chances are higher. I mean, you've seen Could it be right? higher. Right the up. percentage yeah. is looking up. But you know what? I've had this exact situation happen to me kind of like the opposite, though. It's something about, like, especially with the fireworks shows. Like, you hear the music. It just, like, brings all this emotion to you, right? Like, you you, you connect to the, those songs. You're, like, you've had this, like, great day. And you're wrapping up the night. You're seeing fireworks, explosions. You hear the music. And I remember when the first time we took my in-laws... And I don't want, I, they're, they're big huggy. Like I like the hug too, but Your like father-in-law like, was I, giving you all kinds of hugs. No, my father-in-law just watching him watch <laughs> like illuminations, Mike, like it kind of wrecked me. So I like kind of came from behind and gave him that pat on the, on the shoulder. And he turned around and like hugged me like during illuminations, <laughs> like, dude, like it was, it was a cool, cool moment, man. That's awesome. And, um, and that's kind of what I thought when I heard this story, it can have, it doesn't have to be the 15 year old doing the hug. It could be the 60 year old guy doing the hug, man. It's just, 
sure. it just it's a really cool moment i don't know how disney does it it's just part of that extra magic they deliver right and um i love i love that you shared that story with us mike that's a great one i love it thanks amy for sharing that with us because that is exactly it i mean we are a hugging bunch so be be ready at marathon weekend man because i'm telling you what surviving a race it's easy to throw some hugs all over the place be be ready we're going to be hugging anyway so just call us lots of hugging bears all right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for being with us. If you have a question, we want to get it in the queue. Just drop it in right now. Mike at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Put Lister Question in the header there. We'll drop it right in the folder to uh, get on a future show. You can also join us most Mondays around 530 Eastern when we record. So come on over to Facebook and YouTube, and you can be a part of the show that way. Thanks to Eric and Kim and Ren and Tim and everybody who's been in the chat with us today. Uh, it's been great having you here. And of course, our sponsor is always the magic for less travel. We'd love to help you plan a great Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney trip. We're there to help you make that trip as magical as possible. We cannot guarantee teenagers will throw hugs, but we'll do what we can. You know what? We try. Teenagers are a crazy bunch, but we do what we can. So just swing by themagicforless.com today. Fill out that quote for mention the show. We'll be planning a great trip together. The best part is... This has been a very expensive time of the year, right? I mean, it's like we just had a great Christmas, probably Hanukkah. The bills are coming in. We don't charge you anything extra. No cost to you. Where are you going to get that anywhere else, right? Hey, we're here to help you out. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link. It costs you nothing extra as well, and it supports everything we do here on the show throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show. You allow us to put these shows out three, four, five times a week sometimes. We appreciate that so very much. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to have you. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Pam a follow on the social media. She's at TMFLT Pam. Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike. We'd all love to talk to you this week, and we're getting ready to go down to Walt Disney World one week from today. So it's a good time to give us a follow because you're going to see pub subs. You're going to see... Uh, the agony of defeat in the uh, the thrill of victory, as they used to say on Wide World of Sports, and everything in between early mornings on parking lots at Epcot, finish line photos, hopefully uh, medals and plenty of times on rides at resorts at restaurants. We're going to show it all. So give us a follow on the social media. And again, no live shows this week or next week because of New Year's Eve and because of Marathon Weekend. All right, we're going to be back again on Friday. We have a great show idea for you to kind of close out the year. We're going to talk about some of the most unique things we think we've done at a Disney destination that we think the fewer people have done than anybody else. I'm going to talk about a place I went to called the Bamboo, no, called the Big Bamboo. Doesn't even exist anymore. And I spent 15 minutes today on the internet just trying to find if I actually went there because it was so weird that I'm like, did I dream this? But it, it was real and I did go there and I'm going to talk about it on Friday's show. Pam's done some really cool stuff because of the agency as well. We're going to talk about going into Walt's apartment. It's going to be a fun show. So we're just going to have some fun. It's the holiday week. So hang with us. If you're on the treadmill, if you're walking the dog, if you're doing the dishes or taking down the tree, whatever it is, we can't wait to talk to you on Friday. So for Scott and Pam, I'm Mike wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.